Hello and welcome to Totem Talks. I'm Helen Fruin. I'm Mark Smith. And today we are talking about the trusted advisor. Or the challenger sales Mm. person. What's that called? The challenger sales person. (laughs) 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 Glad I'm up to speed on that. Uh, Why on earth are we talking about this? We're talking about this because it keeps coming up. I reckon on average twice a year we are asked to run programmes for either internal consultants like HR business partners or IT finance support functions basically Mm -hmm. or we're asked to run this for sales professionals as what does it mean to be that trusted advisor to a client or have that challenger consultant approach as a client. Because that last demographic is um, not something we usually sell ourselves as Mm. is it? We don't usually talk about sales training do we? Mm. So those conversations usually come out of the blue. Usually a sales director has gone, actually, I'd like to just not upskill, but different skill uh, my, my sales team. Um, so the trusted advisor really is about, as it, as it sounds, um, building trust and becoming an advisor. But I think the challenge of sale came first, didn't it? No, the trusted advisor came first. Oh, did it? Was that SHL? And- no, that's so, okay. okay. right. So I, I, I'm, history lesson. I'm history, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, a wise one, for being here and bailing me out again. <laughs> so uh, for many years, the trusted advisor has been recognized as just the right way to go when it comes to sales training or HR business partner training. You need to build trust. You need to build good relationships. You know, if you mm-hmm. think of the old... 1980s you know take someone to the golf take someone to rugby all about the old boys club getting drunk together that's where you did business a lot of that was about the trusted advisor it was about building this really good relationship then coming to the 90s the 2000s perhaps we're moving a little bit away then from old boys club but not much Mm -hmm. a lot of business still done on the golf course and at rugby games Uh, but moving now towards you know, how are we really building a business relationship and you really trust me for business advice? Mm-hmm. And that was where people were investing all of their money. Fast forward to 2008 with the economic crisis. Oh, I remember that, yeah. Yes, and CEB, and this is where you get confused with SHL because CEB is the corporate executive board who did buy SHL for and a short time. And then sold them. And yes. then sold them again. So. Okay. Mm-hmm. But it was CEB who did the research to find out who was still making money, right? You've got this huge financial crisis, 2008 to 2011. Some people were still making money. Mm. How? What were they doing? What were those salespeople in companies that generally weren't doing that well? There were some superstar salespeople who were doing something different. What were they doing? How were they doing it? And that's where the challenger sale came about because what they discovered is that those trusted advisors who we thought were our money makers actually they didn't do well at all during the financial crisis and when they then backtracked and looked at the data those challenger consultants or challenger salespeople had actually been higher performing than trusted advisors the entire time thank you for my brief history lesson you are welcome thank you so when we get pipped up to go and do this stuff we we tend to blend the two together Mm -hmm. going back from my website memory which i probably uploaded at some point We've actually done an evolution of the two, haven't mm-hmm. we? What was all that about? Well, the challenge is sale. I and mean, it's worth going back a step here and saying whenever I use the word sale, 
you might think, oh, that doesn't apply to me. I work in HR. I work in finance. You're back to him with Daniel Pink stuff, right? Daniel Pink. Yeah. We all work in sales. His uh, classic thing. So Daniel Pink's book, To Sell is Human. The quote is eight out. Sorry. The quote is two out of 10 Americans work in sales. And his quote is, well, so do the other eight. Mm -hmm. Because all of us work in sales. If sales is me convincing you to change your mind about something, to buy something, to give me budget for this project, to mm. treat your staff better. We all work in sales, we're all influencing people. And so when I say challenger sale, we also need to think of that as challenger HR business partner or challenger finance business partner. Got it. What the challenger does is bring challenging information. So if I were your HR business partner and I came to you and I wanted to be a trusted advisor, I could say, so Mark, tell me about your business and let me show you that I understand your business and let me see how I can help. If I were a challenger, I would come to you and say, do you realize that if you're not investing in diversity, equity and inclusion now, not only does your brand look massively far behind, but you will lose future talent and here's why and here's the data and you will lose on the bottom line. Here's why, here's the data. Mm -hmm. Is that scaring you? Because it should be. Now, I'm not suggesting you have to do it with that very stern tone <laughs> and face. The point is I'm challenging you, I'm educating you, I'm teaching you in a way that is going to have you kind of eating out of my hand to say, I, already, I didn't know about that. Help me, how, how can you help me? And if I'm selling you something, I will probably then have a product that helps you. Or if I'm, if I'm your internal consultant, I will have a project or an idea or I'm looking for you to give me budget so that we can then work on that. Now, when you talk about the evolution between trusted advisor and challenger, how can anybody earn the right to be that challenging if I haven't first built trust? Mm -hmm. If I haven't first shown that I care about you, I care about your business and I've got credibility. Understood. That makes perfect sense. So how do you build trust? Well, the trusted advisor research breaks it down into credibility, reliability, personal connection, vulnerability and self-interest. Man, that was like off the top of your head as well. I do this all day, every day, dude. Wowee. <laughs> so credibility, do you know what you're talking about? But also, and this is where um, I have a lot of conversations with people about, I've got to have credibility with my clients. Okay, how do you have, your, how do you have that credibility? I've got to know everything. Nobody knows everything. How do you know enough and demonstrate that you do know enough? Because if I sit here with you now and say, oh, I, I, th I think trusted advisor is, um, well, I mean, it, it could be credibility and reliability and maybe some vulnerability in there. I'm not putting across credibility. So it's not just knowing my stuff. It's putting across that I know my stuff. Reliability, say what you do, what you say you're going to do. Which actually is, is quite lacking on the ground, I've found. Oh my goodness. In, in a number of places, surprising places. Like some of our suppliers are like, you're like, dude, do you want any more of my money or what? Just, just you said you'd do it and then I'm here chasing you. What the? It, it what is the? crazy. As business owners, Yeah, it's, it's. I will tell you, dear listeners, that we have many a frustrated conversation about how do other people make money how do when they, they make are more? so that's unreliable. What, that's what... That's what keeps me awake at night when I'm when I'm looking at someone who's making more I'm like but you're ridiculously mad at delivering <clears throat> anyway we shall move on from my pet peeve mm. reliability hugely important well I think I've just said it's maybe not 
Because some people have got none. Uh, we didn't say reliability is important to making money. We said reliability is important to building trust. Ah, good. Back on topic. Back on topic, thank you. But it is rather concerning to say that you can make money without building trust. I mm. find that rather depressing that, um, yeah, you can be terrible at customer service, unreliable, and you can still make a lot of money. Good for you. Yeah. I find that very depressing. Yeah. I would rather stick with my values-based business. Thank you very much, but... And we, we shall drink the cheaper gin. Probably not. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> right. After so reliability. back on topic. Mm-hmm. After reliability comes personal connection and vulnerability. So mm-hmm. taking an interest in the person. Tell me about your business. Tell me about what's going on for you. Uh, interestingly, when we're asked to do this as an internal program for like HR or finance business partners, people are very nervous about looking stupid so if I say to you, Mark, how, how does your business actually make money? Mm. What are the profit levers? What mm. are the challenges you face in terms of finding talent? I can't ask those questions. They sound like stupid questions. Well, you've got to ask somebody because if you don't understand the answers to those questions, you've got a much bigger problem. And you're not going to have any credibility further down the line. So, yeah, you, you badly need to ask those questions because the answers will sometimes surprise you. Yeah. Actually, Um and it's not just what 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 are the profit levers is what are the non-profit levers mm. you know I've, you know I mean we've been guilty of it in the past and I've certainly seen some of our clients chase their tails on things where you just like that's not doing anything that's for that's not going to go anywhere yeah um, and as you say if you don't understand that mm. or understand the reason why you're doing it I mean it was brilliant working with a media company and one of my clients within the media company um so it's a TV channel basically I thought we made money out of TV. We don't make any money out of TV. We make money of the advertising that we sell. So the TV has got to be so good that people want to watch it so we can sell advertising. Yeah. So then all of our time goes into making good TV. But that's not actually the product or it is the product that you sell to the advertisers. Yeah. But like you say, being aware of that, understanding that and being able to then speak the client's language is really important mm-hmm. so if you're worried about asking a stupid question i would go more with well what's the cost of you not asking that question and not understanding the answer well you're going to look stupid so yeah. you, you either will look stupid because you don't know or you will look stupid for 30 seconds while someone educates you and you're like That's oh and i've never had yeah you know, well i may have I've... had one actually and he was a Who's... donut <laughs> technical term yeah donut uh whenever i've spoken to people about this they said oh well i can't ask this question i can't ask this question and then i've really pushed them and they've gone and done it and said well it was great because actually once you get someone talking about their business they love it's like getting people to talk about themselves we love it we do it a lot thanks for asking me the question Mm. it's great uh the vulnerability piece as well i mean even for me to say to you i don't understand what this means uh, it was great actually doing a, an HR business partner program with a company recently and it was a very senior HR director on the call saying I was in a meeting with all the business leaders and they kept all using this three letter acronym and I just had to raise my hand. I was like, I don't know what that acronym stands for. Can anybody tell me how many other people in that room had no idea what it stood for as well? Yeah, I, actually, so, I, I mean, I actually like playing that card. It's a great icebreaker, actually. What? What does well, that mean? Well, say again. It's a great opportunity for, for I mean, someone like me in particular to really get my personality across in a meeting. Just, um, you know, okay, everybody, let's stop. What on earth does this silly little thing mean? 
Um, I would love that if people did that in every meeting when the word strategic was used. Strategic. What do we actually mean oh, in this context oh, by the word strategic? The, the word, I, so I've always had issues with strategic, vision, mission, values, and people just jumble them up. And all before you know it, you're on some strategic mission to assess your vision and your values. I'm like, well, <laughs> what are we actually going to be doing? Everyone goes away going, oh, yes, 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 yes. Oh, yes, very good, very I'm, good. I'm sitting there with an empty bit of paper going, hmm, I'll go do my VAT return then. Um, yeah. So that is... Personal connection and vulnerability. Thank you. The other piece I mentioned in my list before was self-interest, really just to say that that's the thing that breaks trust most. So if I get the impression that you're all about your agenda, mm. you know, if as an external salesperson, I'm calling you, I'm like, hi, so we've got this new product. Like, mm, yeah, yeah, you've got I'm to be looking interested. for the win-win, I think, in those relationships. Absolutely. Um, and that's trusted advisor, finding yeah. the win-win, yeah. which then earns you the right to bring the challenger piece, mm. to bring the, what do I know about HR that you don't know that I can educate you on, mm. which also boosts my credibility. So it's... Yeah, and it's about it's about having those two hats, or maybe a better analogy is to have two different flavored shoes. And uh, you know, when you're on a journey with somebody, is is to 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 pick which pair of shoes you're going to wear in that conversation. Because I, I mean, I have seen you at times, you know, really play the trusted advisor card so hard to the point that you've actually become fr- genuine friends with 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 our clients, and sometimes you get. Too, too sucked into their little world and I'm like no 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 we're supposed to be having a business relationship with these people why, why, why am I sending them you know champagne um, which is all good and then occasionally you just have to put your little stampy boots on and say you know here is a pain point that I can see for you and here is some research to highlight that pain point um, and then you move much quick, much more quickly into that challenger kind of space see this and I do actually understand some of this stuff there you go and the point you've raised as well about do we become too friendly with mm. our clients or our internal colleagues or clients um you know becoming very friendly isn't a bad thing in itself Mm-mm. where we have worked with sales professionals we see the downside of that of people then holding back from asking the important questions mm-hmm. so I'm not going to ask you what your budget is because we're friends and that would be rude for me to ask that question or as an internal HR business partner, because you're a good friend of mine, I'm not going to really challenge you on that project that you've just put forward, which goes totally against everything we've agreed over the past year. I'm not going to challenge you on that because we're friends. Being friends does not need to stop us from being challenger consultants. Mm, absolutely. So we've got an absolute ton of this stuff on our website. Mm. I shall smatter some links in the uh, description below. Help yourself. Um, my question to sort of wrap up is what do you think is going to be next Mm. so we've already seen this you know this is now we're on to the second iteration if you like of the Mm. trusted advisor in your experience where where does it go next if you were going Mm. to guess well i'm thinking about daniel pink's research on how the sales process has evolved because it used to be that the salesperson would know much more than the customer. Mm. Whereas now customers are educated, right? You can go online, you can research what you're looking for before you go to a salesperson. Imagine buying a car. Yeah. You've already done tons of research before you go to that, that I sales I certainly show. have. <laughs> yes, you have. Um, so where does that take? And that's why being a challenger is more important because you can't just sit here and say, well, I know more than you do because you probably don't. Mm. But can you add value? Can you add something beyond just the product information. So I guess if you take that further, 
where does that go? Perhaps it goes with the customer being so savvy that it just becomes more transactional because the customer is saying, this is what I want. Can you give it to me? But we're human beings mm. and we, we buy people more than we buy their products. And so part of me thinks that it, it won't go any further because we're always going to buy people. We're always going to have that human connection. Mm. And that's where we'll be. I mean, as I, I mean, as I asked that question out loud, I, I did think that actually there might be a bit of a divergence here. Um, I think for us, and this is one of the issues we, we've often challenged, faced in this business, is because of the quality of the relationships that we build with people, we don't have a great deal of quantity. Mm-hmm. And that has implications in terms of our own, you know, turnover and profitability and all of those things. But we're really comfortable with that. It's taken us a while to get comfortable with that, but that's where we're at. Um, but for, like you say, for other people, it's actually the transaction. So I, I have recently bought a car, a uh, very fruity little number. Um, and that that transaction was literally over email. It was smooth, simple. I had some forms to fill in. I had an online form to sign. And my 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 conversation with that salesperson was absolutely minimal. And I loved him for that. And that's my example of the customer being so savvy. Yeah. It is very transactional. There is no need for a relationship. But it, the process was so slick. That's that, There was, mm. you know, I've recently had to talk to an estate agent and that process was an absolute farce. And all I was trying to give them was my email address. So, you know, in, in terms of my, in terms of the, the things kind of diverging a little bit, it's either building quality, recognizing your business maybe, building quality relationships with people, understanding the impact or developing processes that are so, so slick and so painless for the customer that they can make quite large transactions just over email. I mean, you know, how insane is that when you think about it? Um, so maybe that's where it's going to diverge mm. a little bit. Process versus people. Mm. Ooh. Very interesting. I'm going to write a book. Yeah. And the whole digital transformation thing, I think, is really oh, interesting yeah. there as well. Um also very exciting that one of our old client contacts who's left her previous organization now moving to a new organization with that whole digital transformation as her entire focus and because she's got such great experience in that space I know she's gonna do a brilliant job it's very exciting um but just to see how even you know Kate's Kessler who are a, an organization I massively respect when it comes to organization design you know, their entire organization design focus now is what digital transformation means and mm. how you create that in an agile way. And that's that's a whole other area of study. A whole which other area, yeah. Should I actually decide to go into one day would be quite interesting, but mm. that would be a, another board meeting. Yeah, yeah. As you may well see, the sun has actually started to shine here for the first time in, in 2021. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm actually volunteering to go jump in my... Uh, my little drop top and uh, go and have some fun. So let's park it there. We will be back in two weeks time as always. And please, please, if you do have any suggestions for the show, just email us. We are very happy to talk about what's important to you. If you'd like to be on the show, mm-hmm. we're, we're also very open to that. You know, we, we want to make this as, as real and as gritty as possible. So, you know, bring some of your business challenges to us and we'll, uh, we'll help you. Uh, have a great week, everybody. Thank you.